Hall of Fame coaches, national champions, lottery picks, the best minds in basketball. Welcome into the sidelines with Evan Daniels. What's up, college basketball fans? Welcome back into the Sidelines Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Daniels, college basketball insider over at FS1, as well as the director of basketball recruiting at 24-7 Sports. Today's episode is a 74th episode of the Sidelines Podcast, and today's featured guest is Vanderbilt head coach and former NBA player Bryce Drew. Drew and I had a lengthy conversation about Vanderbilt's rising expectations, uh, his ability to go out and get Darius Garland and Semi Shitu, and, and we broke down how he those two guys will help them. We discussed learning from his dad and his brother, Scott Drew, the head coach over at Baylor, and then he gave his best NBA moment, which included a cameo from Charles Barkley. Before we get to that conversation, I want to make sure that you are subscribed and supporting the Sidelines podcast. The best way for you to do that is to shoot over to Apple Podcasts and or your favorite podcast app. Hit the subscribe button for me, but also leave a rating and a review. Both of those things are also very helpful. You can also shoot me a note over on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Evan Daniels. Now let's jump to that interview with Vanderbilt head coach Bryce Drew. It's time to go man-to-man with Evan Daniels. Send it in, big fella. Now let's welcome in the head coach of Vanderbilt basketball to the sidelines with Evan Daniels podcast. Coach Bryce Drew, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's great having you here and um, can't believe it's fall and uh, already conditioning, starting, getting ready for official practice soon. Yeah, what's your focus and mindset with your guys this time of year? You know, trying to build a foundation, um, get in good shape, uh, put in some, you know, basic principles, offense, defense, and um, and so when you know practice time comes, we got um, we're in good enough shape to get through long practices, and um, and we have an idea about what we want to execute, things we want to do. What's there's been a lot of recruiting buzz over the past year mm-hmm. with Vanderbilt basketball, and obviously you added five-star players, Darius Garland, Simi Shitu, another top 50 guy, and Aaron, Aaron Naismith. With that, are the expectations heading into the season a, a little different? Definitely. You know, people are really excited around Nashville, um, you know, in the Vanderbilt community. You know, a lot of um, optimism, looking forward to the start of the season. You know, you know, unfortunately, but also fortunately, uh, the SEC is really, really good this year. And, um, you know, it, it's going to be very competitive, even though we have a great class and we like our team a lot. There's a lot of really, really good teams that, that maybe four or five years ago, you know, our team would have been looked a lot different, you know, than what it does now in the league. To go with those three, you just picked up two four-star commitments in 2019, and obviously you can't talk about them because they haven't signed. Um but I'm just curious, when you walk into a living room with one of these kids, what's kind of your pitch? What's what's your recruiting angle to, to, to Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt has so much to sell. You know, the academics sell itself, being one of the top schools in the country. And then the conference, you know, sells itself. You know, I think historically the SEC has been, you know, perhaps the most dominant, you know, all-around sports conference in the country. Basketball's had, you know, some some – great great teams come through but I think as you look to the last couple years the basketball has really caught up with the rest of the league and other sports from top to bottom and um, getting eight teams in the tournament last year you know which is the second most of any conference in the country and probably have even more projected this year Um, you know it speaks volume to where our league is going from a men's basketball standpoint. How difficult do you think the league's going to be this year? Uh, It's going to be harder than last year and last year was extremely (laughs) difficult again it was the the best ever in the history from top to bottom last year and on on paper, this year should be even better. 
you're bringing in a guy in Darius Garland that I got to see quite a bit in high school. I've always been a pretty big fan of his game. We had him as a number one point guard uh, coming in into college. What are your kind of expectations with him, and how has he looked since he's been on campus? He's he's well. First of all, he, he's a, he's a great young man. You know, he has a contagious smile. Um, his personality just draws people in. They want to be around him, and, and he plays with a charisma. You know, as you've seen him play, you know your eye just goes to him, and you just anticipate what's the next thing he's going to do when he has the ball. And uh, even when he misses a shot or make a, makes a mistake, it, sometimes it just looks really good. Um, you know how he does it, and so you know I think he's going to bring a lot of energy to our whole program. And um, there's no doubt that, that he's a special player. He's put on some weight since he's been here, which is much needed. And um, he's really worked on his shooting. He's shooting the ball really well from, from deep range. And um, I think one of the things that, as a coaching staff, you enjoy the most is, is players want to play with them. Sometimes you'll get a, a really good player that, right. that not everybody's on the same page with, but players are just drawn to him, and they want to be part of what he's doing and, and be on the court with him. Has he been as good as you thought he'd be? He's sensational. You know, I, I don't think when you drill things or you shell things, um, you, you can't see how good he is when, right. when you turn him loose. You know, he does stuff that, that you just don't practice, that, that you can't really practice. Um, he just ha- has, um, he has something special to him that the best ones have. Shimmy Shitu was a tremendous athlete that really I thought was getting a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he had the knee injury late uh, or early in his senior season. Mm-hmm. What's his current status and, and how is he developing? You know, I, obviously that was a huge blow when, you know, he hurt his knee, you know, on, on the flip side. It's really allowed him to to work on some areas, um, you know, that eventually he had to, had to work on at some point of his career. And so the biggest is just, you know, really his strength and conditioning. He's in unbelievable shape right now. He's up to 240 pounds right now, and we think he's grown. Uh, we think he's about 6'10", 240 right now, uh, but wow. still moves like a guard. And, and so uh, he's really taken advantage of this time, and our strength coach and training staff have done phenomenal with him uh, to get him to this point. We anticipate him coming back, being ready for season, and you know, obviously not playing for a, a period of time. Some timing issues may be off, but he's such an elite athlete. We feel like he'll come back a little bit quicker than, than others may. Who or, or what do you think may be the biggest surprise to Vanderbilt fans when they come out and watch this team this year? I, you know, I think um, you know we have a team that really gets along, has great chemistry, and um, I, I think um, hopefully our style, the way we're going to move the ball, and um, and hopefully the points that we're going to score is going to be very entertaining. Now, hopefully that entertainment can you know turn into wins, you know, right. along the way, and just not entertaining losses. But um, I, I do think there'll be a nice. Um, um, from a fan standpoint, will be entertaining with, with the type of players we have and, and their style of play. Obviously, you've got a handful of guys like Saban Lee coming back that mm-hmm. are going to be impactful for this team. But you had some guys sitting out that really seem like they're going to have big roles. Matt mm-hmm. Ryan's a name that immediately pops to yep. mind. What, 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 how have those guys been performing? And obviously, you get in that year to, to work out with them. It has to be pretty beneficial. You know, Matt Ryan's been a really key piece of, um, of our program this last year and a half, and his leadership is even coming forward more now that he's, he's eligible to play. At Notre Dame, you know, many probably don't remember, but he played in, in, in every game when they went to the Elite Eight and averaged about 13, 14 minutes a game. And so that experience alone is going to be very crucial for, for the young team that we have. And, and I also think people are going to be surprised when they see him 
he, his body looks different. He moves differently, you know, than, than what he did uh, two years ago. And so, you know, he's going to have to have a big year for us if we want to be successful as a team. And then, you know, uh, Yanni Wetzel is a 6'10 player from New Zealand. That's kind of, you know, people never heard of him because he grew like seven inches when he came to the States. He was a tennis player and went to Division II school and had an outstanding career there and decided he wanted to, you know, try Division One and had, you know, offers from several different BCS conferences across the country and and um, we look for him to come in and make an immediate impact so those two with their experience is going to be vital for us as a guy that has so much background in recruiting like myself I, I, mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't ask you this question but how do you find a kid like that mm-hmm. like a division two guy like they, that, that's not it's pretty rare I know Xavier just picked up um, one for their their class but it, it seems to be com- more common now for guys to make that type of leap yeah it, it is and you know I think uh, you know Individuals like yourself do a great job with information, you know, scouting services, you know, um, you know, knowing people internationally that that um, let you know, you know, on certain kids, you know, similar to what you do. And so, you know, we got some film and, and we watched it after we found out he was, uh, you know, transferring. And, you know, we just thought his upside was so good because he'd only played competitive basketball a couple of years. Right. And uh, he was a great fit for our school. He's a really strong student. And, you um, and so he's going to be, a, you know, an inside presence that, that we needed last year, and hopefully he'll be ready to fill it this year. How much have you been able to kind of examine some of the other teams in the league? I mean, can you handicap the league at this point, or is it too early? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's so early. You just, you know, have all preseason, and, you know, lots um, just gelling, you know, how, how do teams gel, and then, you know, injuries are such a, a big part, you know, how our roster is built right now, how other rosters are built right now, are these going to be our starting lineups and who we're going to be able to play most of the year with? And so, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, but, um, you know, you, you like look at our schedule and, and the teams that we play, and we play within the league, you know, twice, um, with Tennessee twice, you know, Kentucky twice, Florida twice, maybe have Alabama twice this year. It's extremely competitive. Yeah. You're, you're entering your third season at the helm at, at Vanderbilt. What's been the biggest adjustment for, me, for you from coaching at Valpo in the Horizon League to, to Vanderbilt in the SEC? You, you know, I, I think as you dive into the uh, recruiting, the, uh, the recruiting um, at Vanderbilt is, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's special. Um, you have to find, you know, a young man that, that is very, very good in the classroom as well as, you know, debatably maybe the best basketball league in the country this year, you know, be able to compete, you know, with those teams and those players on the floor. And so, you know, really, you know, finding those players early in the process, usually, you know, at a high academic school like Vanderbilt, the early signing period is much better for us because late it's very difficult, um, especially when you have a lot of scholarships. And the other thing is, you know, there's really not a quick fix. It's, you know, junior college players are pretty much off the board, you know, at Vanderbilt. And fifth-year players are very difficult, you know, to get in here. So, you know, there's a lot of obstacles. And um, some of the things, you know, that make it hard to get a player are, um, are, are, are some of the things that make this place really, really special. And um, it's just finding the right guys across the country that fit that bill and, uh, and want to be here. Now, your brother, uh, Scott, has been the head coach at Baylor uh, in the Big 12 for 15 years. I can't believe it's been 15 years. That seems like a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but, but how much was he able to help you with that adjustment to the Power 5 League? You know, we've always been in constant communication when, you know, he's been coaching, um, you know, when he's at Valpo and then at Baylor. And uh, it's definitely helped, you know, in the process to have a quick phone call away just when in dealing in certain situations and um, him being exposed, what he's been exposed with, you know, in the last 15 years. 
And so, um, you know, I definitely rely on Big Brother for a lot. Do you guys bounce ideas off each other pretty regularly? Uh, pretty regularly, yes, or just quick questions. Hey, what would you do in this situation? And um, usually with his experience, he'll have an answer and a story to go with it on why, <laughs> why he just, you know, made the decision that he did. Yeah. You, you played and coached under your father. Can you put into words the type of impact he's had on your career? You know, he's had, um, obviously, the biggest impact on my brother and myself on, on both of our coaching careers. You know, we all have different personalities, but his blueprint of running a program and, you know, the team and the family and the players are, you know, all part of, you know, we're all one big family. And, and, and the structure that, that we run it, uh, you know, person first, you know, player second, uh, you know, definitely rings true for, for our program and my brothers. Outside of your immediate family, who is someone in this business uh, maybe that you're close to or maybe somebody from afar that you really, like, look at and kind of pull from? Yeah, you, you know, uh, ironically, you know, we, we, you know, seem to recruit a little bit against each other, but uh, Tony Bennett, mm-hmm. um, you know, ever since I was in high school and Tony was in college, um, he played for his dad. I ended up playing for my dad. You know, we've um, he's kind of had a we've had a friendship, and so he's been you know great for me through my playing career, through my coaching career, and and um, you know seeing what he's accomplished is you know incredible, and and so you know having someone like that 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 at least I know I can always call if I if I if I need some uh, an answer or have a question um, is you know makes me feel pretty good to have someone that that that, that right. well known and that great of a coach obviously these um you were a heck of a player back in the day and the guys you were recruiting do they do they know you know to kind of the level that that you played at like you know hd tv wasn't even back then <laughs> so the highlights are kind of blurry and and so we kind of stay away from it it's better to say you know i played in the nba for six years a first round draft pick and we kind of leave it at that um uh, and, and let them come to their own conclusions. What's, what's your best NBA moment? Uh, you know, there, there, there's a lot that, that, that obviously, you know, I cherish. You know, you know one I'll you know, probably always remember is just uh, my first meeting, you know, your first meeting with your NBA team and, you know, having three top 50 players I had, you know, Hakeem Olajuwon, Charles Barkley, and Scottie Pippen, who I'd, you know, grown up watching, you know, be a Chicago Bull and, you know, one – win all those championships so kind of that first day is always just a memory you know the reality of the dream becoming you know true and having Scottie Pippen you know right next to me in the same locker room yeah you got to have a good Charles Barkley story you know there's lots of great Charles <laughs> Barkley stories and 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 you know I, I think you know one of the things you know now that I'm not his teammate and you know years have passed and you see him on TV is that uh you know first he is definitely a straight shooter um, but secondly is how much he cares for people and you know I was just a young rookie um, young you know second year player playing with him and he was the first guy who called me congratulated me to the organization he was um, the only guy who invited me over for Thanksgiving meal to his house wow. and again he does so many things that people don't realize and um, you know I can clearly say he's one of the best basketball minds that I've ever been, ever been around wow what what makes him that just you know, I, I, I think he is who he is. You know, he doesn't try to be somebody else. Obviously, his personality is so dynamic. Um, but he just has a great knowledge. Again, playing with him on the court, he just knew where every player was at every point. And um, sometimes he would make sure that he got the ball to the player that he wanted to get it to and not maybe the guy that everyone thought it should go to. <laughs> um, he was usually just a step ahead as he thought on the court playing. The, the most known play of your career was the shot you hit uh, in the – 
uh, NCAA tournament at the buzzer to to beat Ole Miss. How, how many times a week does that get brought up to you? You know, not as much anymore. And um, ironically, we're recruiting most of these players now. You know, we're just being born or right. you know, obviously don't remember any of that. And so it really doesn't come up uh, too often. You know, sometimes the parents, you know, will bring it up. And um, but for myself, you know, it's a special memory. But that's the one thing I enjoy, you know, about coaching is, you know, my playing days are done and it's all about our guys. Right. And so that'll never come up, you know, with, with our guys or with our team. No, one of the, the questions I always like to close my podcast out with is if you weren't coaching, mm-hmm. what, what would you be doing with your life? You know, I, I'd probably still be trying to play somewhere. <laughs> I probably would have tried to stay in shape longer and, uh, and kept playing. I had a Italian passport so I could play overseas you know, as a, as a European citizen. Yeah. And so there's a lot of advantages to that. So uh, I might have been, been trying to play in, or I'd have gone into business, you know, have uh, do some business on the side. And um, in college, I enjoyed my business classes. Now, after you played in the NBA, you played one year overseas? Um, correct, one year. And then my dad had an opening and thought it was perfect timing. I, you know, a lot of people recognize the name Rex Walters, yeah. you know, who former NBA player and coach. He actually was on my dad's staff and took a different um, position. And so it opened up, you know, kind of a perfect fit with a you know a perimeter coach and you know similar NBA background resume so it was a perfect timing for me awesome well I appreciate you jumping on the podcast hey it's great being on and love to be on whenever you have time appreciate it this is Aaron Rodgers they're gonna air it out Rodgers does this better than anybody end zone Cobb touchdown unbelievable the Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. And you're listening to The Sidelines with Evan Daniels. We'd like to once again thank Vanderbilt head coach Bryce Drew for taking the time out and jumping on the sidelines with Evan Daniels' podcast. Enjoyed that conversation, and I think Vanderbilt uh, is set to uh, have a really good season in Bryce Drew's third season. Uh, Obviously, that first year they went to the NCAA tournament. Uh, Last year they struggled and had a losing record, but I I, I think things are headed in the right direction at Vanderbilt, Uh, and I think the expectations, as Bryce and I uh, talked about, uh, are really raising, and time that you can add uh, the type of recruiting class that they did, it's a big deal. Now, they do have a, a returning guy in Saban Lee that I think is going to have a major impact on that program. I think uh, as a sophomore, Saban Lee is going to take a significant step up. Uh, I think we're going to see improved uh, statistics in just about every category, and, and, and Joseph Toye, I think, is going to uh, be primed for, for a big year. I think those two in terms of returning guys are the two to really watch out for, and, and we talked about Darius Garland and, and Simi Shitu, and I, I think Darius Garland, if Vanderbilt is going to take that big jump uh, this season, he's going to be the key guy. This is one of the top point guard prospects in the country. Uh, he was ranked either one or two uh, in the, the all of the recruiting rankings. I believe we had him number two just behind Trey Jones, but you could make a case that he's actually a better NBA prospect uh, with his size, his ability to handle, his ability to create. And by all accounts, according to the Vanderbilt staff, he's shooting the ball extremely well. So uh, I think Darius Garland is primed for a massive season. I think he's going to be one of the best point guards in the entire country. You can make a case he could be the best point guard in the SEC. I think Darius Garland is that good, and the praise is warranted. Uh, I think he's going to be a fun player for Vanderbilt fans to watch. In terms of Simi Shitu, this is a kid that unfortunately uh, tore his ACL at the beginning of his senior 
senior season. And I actually had an opportunity to see him a couple weeks before he tore that ACL. And I thought Simi Shitu was headed in a terrific direction. Uh, he's grown. He's at least 6'9", pushing 6'10". Uh, he's added weight uh, up to 240 pounds. Uh, was able to, to actually see him recently. And the kid has just got a chiseled body. He, he's tough. Uh, he's physical. And I, I think uh, once he fully recovers, right now he's not participating uh, in live contract drills, uh, but he is doing uh, workouts and shell drills, and uh, he, he's not too far away from returning to everything, and, and by all accounts will be ready uh, when Vanderbilt starts the basketball season. I think he gives them a game-changing presence inside. Uh, Simi Shitu impresses with um, his athleticism, uh, his, his mobility, or he did before this injury. It's hope that he regains all of that. Uh, this is a kid that's a very good rebounder he's got good hands he finishes well with his right hand around the basket and from what I've been told he's really been putting the time and effort and has really been working hard so I think Darius Garland and Simi Shitu give Vanderbilt two high level talents uh, the first two McDonald's All-Americans to sign with Vanderbilt uh, assuming Simi Shitu is healthy these two are going to be major impact contributors at Vanderbilt. There's two other guys I want to discuss before I let you go, and, and they're both returners for Vanderbilt, but they sat out last season, both transfers, and, and I think we'll start with Matt Ryan. This is a kid at six foot eight, transferred in from Notre Dame. He's a former top 100 player. I think most people have probably forgotten about him to a degree, but they shouldn't. This is a kid that can really shoot the basketball. I'm talking a high-level shooter, especially in catch-and-shoot situations. He obviously has good size. It's six foot eight but he also brings kind of a swagger and a toughness to the table that I think this Vanderbilt basketball team uh, could use and the other guy uh, you've probably never heard of but you soon will if you watch Vanderbilt basketball or SEC basketball Yanni Wetzel he's a six foot ten 240 pound uh, post player he's a redshirt junior from New Zealand and he actually played at at St. Mary's in Texas and, and this is a kid that I, I think is going to be able to help them uh, he's got good hands he's obviously had um, good size. He, he shot over 40% from three uh, during his last season at St. Mary's University in Texas. Uh, averaged over 15 points and nearly seven rebounds a game, but he gives them uh, more size in the paint. So I think both of those guys, both transfers, uh, will be good contributors for Vanderbilt as they enter the SEC, which is going to be extremely difficult. I think as good as uh, SEC conference as we've seen in a long, long time. Before I let you guys go, I want to make sure that you are supporting and subscribe to the Sidelines Podcast. The best way to do that is to shoot over to Apple Podcasts and or your favorite podcast app. Make sure that subscribe button is hit. Leave a rating and a review. You can also shoot me a note over on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Evan Daniels. As always, thanks for listening. Have a great week.